Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of the Should You Read Before You Die podcast. This week, we'll be analyzing The King Killer Chronicles, a fantasy series by Patrick Rothfuss. Um, in the past, I have referred to Professor Chris Ingram as my favorite guest on the show. He will now be replaced by my son, Nate Anish. Nate, welcome to the pod. Uh, hi, Dad. Nate and I share a passion for nerdy sci-fi and fantasy books. Uh, he read Born on, on, uh, on my recommendation. This one came to us from a, a colleague named Joe St. John at work, um, and it crossed our interests very much. So I will say, um, Nate, do you think this is a fantasy book? And how would you contextualize it of like why a fantasy or is this fantasy for everybody? Uh, I would say that, yes, it is a fantasy book. It is different from most types of fantasy. Because what, what I've seen, there are mainly two kinds of fantasy. There is high fantasy, which is like Lord of the Rings, or there's a lot of crazy stuff going on that doesn't that wouldn't make no sense in our world. And then there is uh, regular fantasy, which is like someone has superpowers. This is kind of an odd mix where real life things are happening, but in a fantasy world, the fantasy world isn't even so different. So I'm not really sure how to classify this book. And for the listeners, how does fantasy differ from sci-fi in your mind? Well, um, sometimes they can be blended together. Some of my favorite books are kind of a mixture of both. But science fiction, I kind of think of it as this could happen. Like it's normally based on inventions or aliens. Well, fantasy is more like if this could happen, it happened in the past. And right now, there is no way this could be true. Like dragons. Yes. <laughs> I like how you say aliens could happen. I appreciate your open mind. Um, some of the books you've asked me to read in the past, I found were kind of for young adults. But this one, I think, correct me if you disagree, something about this series is for adults also. What, what, do, you think, what do you think about that statement? Well, yeah, it, it is kind of for adults. It's, it's, I feel like it'd be kind of a boring read for younger kids because it's just about this person in his life. And it's, even though it's fantasy, nothing really happens for the first three quarters of the first book. It's all just about him living his life. But it, it is really interesting, especially about how he relates to the other characters. All right, so that's a good, let's jump into the plot. And I'll start and then you jump in, okay? So there's this dude named Kavath, and he is a little bit past his prime, perhaps, or he's, you know, fought, you know, one too many battles, and he's kind of hanging out. He's like, he owns like a bar now, and there's a chronicler there. His name is Chronicler, which is cool, and he's there to kind of write Kavath's life because the chronicler knows how badass he was, and you hop in. Yeah, uh, yeah, so the chronicler, like, that's, he's... He's a really famous person. Like, I think he talks about all the people he's chronicled. Uh, and he's come here to, uh, to like, write down the story of uh, Kvothe's life. And Kvothe, at first, is suspicious. Like, normally, in situations like these people who try to recognize him, he, it, like, happens during the book. He drugs them and, like, makes sure they don't remember. But he, he can tell the chronicler is a good person. 
And so basically, this is the book is all tor- told from the story of the course of over the course of three days of Kvoth telling the chronicler about his life. And the cool thing about this book is it's very long. So there's it's it's supposed to be like a ten part series. Unclear. It's kind of like Game of Thrones, where the writer is kind of seems to be stuck. Uh, we'll get to that at the end. The first book is called Name of the Wind. Um, it's about eight hundred and fifty pages. Uh, the second book is called A Wise Man's Fear. It's a thousand pages. And the strange thing that I find is like not a ton happens. Yet it's not like a piece of art either. Yet at the same time, it's compulsive reading. I love it. Um, so the action is very slow. If I were writing a, a fantasy book, I feel like I'd have a sword fight and a dragon fight on every page. Yet Rothfuss is able to kind of be patient and string us along for long periods of time. What do you think, Nate? Yeah, I think it's mostly because at some point in the book, there's always some something happening, even if it's not meaningful to the overall plot. Like there's always some little conflict that he has with his rival or he's looking for something. Uh, and that it just kind of slowly leads up to the plot and then suddenly realize, oh, hey, this was relevant all along. Right. Okay, back to the plot. We learn, what do we learn about Kvath's parents? Kind of like Luke Skywalker. Yeah, Kvath was raised by uh, some traveling bards. I forget, they have like, they're like, they have a name. I forget what they're called. Um, and his parents were killed. That's like the first interesting part of the story by this person called the Chandrian. And mo- mainly the whole point of the books is him trying to find out who the Chandrian is. Although by the time of the end of the second book, he hasn't gotten very far. Yeah. And kind of the traditional Joseph Campbell model of a hero, something bad happens to the hero, and then he goes away. And in this case, it's kind of like a Harry Potter-like university um, where he attends and he learns the art of sympathy, would you say? Yeah, I think the magic is called sympathy. And there's some cool stuff in there about like a starving artist or a starving student. There's like large 100-page sections about his poverty, which is actually pretty cool. Um, uh, And then he starts researching these, what do you say, the Graylings? I forget what they're called. Who killed his parents. Um, But there's not much in the literature. Um, What else did you want to add about book one? Well, I also think it's interesting about how the first 100 pages of Cloth Telling the Story isn't actually at the university. It's him, like, having two years of starving on the streets of a city. It doesn't, it's not like Harry Potter where it immediately just goes from normal life to magical school. It, it makes a lot more sense to me that there was some time in between where he, like, he basically lived on the streets for two years, had to fend for himself, and then finally, like, a lucky break happened, he's able to get into the university. Right. And we assume he's at the university to learn how to become a badass to revenge his to avenge his parents killing like um, the dude in Princess Bride. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then what else do you want to? Like, what as a fantasy fan appeals to you about this book? Well, there's always something that's pretty uh, interesting to me. Like the the way that uh, sympathy works is very interesting. It's like the art of making energy from your body for someone else or from somewhere else go into another object. And um, it's interesting how he can use that. It's, it's, very, it's a very creative magic system. You can use it in a lot of ways. And um, yeah. Um, and then how would you say, let's do some spoilers. How, how does the arc of the story go? How would you say, how does the first book kind of end up? Uh, it kind of ends with him 
getting a little bit of the Chandrian, like he goes to this church and it's all burned down because of because like a vase with some markings on it, and he learns a bit more. Uh, because at certain points in the book, about I would say he maybe learns about three things about the Chandrian, three minor things, and he's fucking slowly getting closer to understanding what they are, what they're doing, and what is their purpose. Yeah. Um. And then, as someone who like likes fantasy books, like what elements there are, there is a little bit of fighting, right? Old school fighting, not too much. Yeah, it's there isn't a lot of sword fighting. It's mostly there's a lot of battles of wits, but sometimes yes, there is like duels of magic. I think uh, one time he uh, like there's yeah, there's a bit of fighting in there too. In my opinion, on the, on the good side, there's clearly a, an awesome backstory there. It's called the King Killer Chronicles. It's kind of like Jamie Lannister. Where clearly it is a sense of a king slaying going on. But we're two books in and we don't have much of an idea about the backstory, right? Yeah. Uh, like, there's all these things he's attributed to doing, but we don't know how much of it is true. For example, we haven't even met a king at all. We haven't even heard of one. We don't even know, like, the government, the structure of the government or anything. Yeah. Uh, like, we know the general gist, kind of. Like, I think there's a mayor of the city he's in. But it's not it's not very clear what exactly what how much is like myth and how much is actually true about him. Right, but clearly he's a big enough deal to where there's a literal chronicler following him around for three days, right? Yeah. Um, what criticisms do you have of the book? Uh, I would say if you are a high fantasy, if you only really like Lord of the Rings stuff, like or Game of Thrones, just really high fantasy things, this book might not be for you. Might want to try it out. But I think if you if you want to get into fantasy or you like fantasy a little bit, uh, you should definitely read this book. It's it's very interesting, and yeah. Okay, two more questions for the fellow seventh graders listening who want to get into fantasy. Which books do you recommend for YA? Um, some of the books I started with were Mistborn. I I really don't recommend that you start with this book as. It, you, you might do not recommend. Yeah, no, because you might not appreciate. Like, it's it's a very hard book, I would say, for people. Like, if they don't, if they don't like the story, it's very it's be it's not a very good book, or kind of the way it's written. I would say books like Mistborn, maybe um, just books that are fantasy. I mean, it's really up to because if you're coming from like sci-fi. Uh, more high fantasy books would be good for you, but if you're coming from like historical fiction or just kind of regular fiction, low fantasy is better. So it, it kind of depends on the person a lot. How about for the adults like me who one like fantasy or sci-fi and two want to read books with their with their kids your age? Uh, I, I mean, I don't really know how that is because I don't know what seventh graders read that much. Um. I would say uh, just kind of look at what they're reading. If you just kind of find a genre that you both kind of appreciate. Uh, for example, maybe if both of you likes sci-fi, you could read a book like that together. I don't know, because it's, it's very, it's, it's kind of like a little spot you have to find. Um, all right, book two is kind of just more of the same. Um, this is A Wise Man's Fear, where it kind of picks up where it left off. Kavath is studying in the university. Um, but at the same time, it's like 
it's slow. It, you know, the writer is not James Joyce, but this, I find myself reading it compulsively. I, I, I do recommend the book. Uh, well, it the it's mostly there's a lot of mysteries in the book that's going on. Like, what is behind these doors of stone? What is this girl's deal? It's there's a lot of mysteries, but I don't feel like it's annoying to not have them answered because like every time they add a new one, they always kind of answer an old one. So it's not it's not the kind of book that just feels like the author just wanted to put in a lot of suspense, but didn't really know how to finish it. That's where I kind of disagree a little bit. I've mentioned this before on other pods. It's like in a lot of these shows, almost like Game of Thrones, there's like 47 cool things happening. Oh, it's her niece. Oh, he doesn't he's he doesn't have blood clotting abilities. And like in season three, you're like, holy crap. Uh, uh, um, Westworld's like this too. Like there's so many possibilities. What's going on? And then you get to season seven and it's time to wrap it up. And you're like, well, we're only going to close seven of these doors. And you're kind of like, well, it's too late. I already spent 17 hours, you know, watching this show. I already spent 24 hours reading this book. Um, in this case, it's kind of a slow burn. It's kind of a tight story. Um, but I think it's going to be a 10 part series. I'm a little bit curious if it's going to drag on. And also the writer has been having trouble finishing it. Um, I think this book three was supposed to come out a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think book three was supposed to come out in 2017 then got delayed to 2018 and then 2019 the writer was just like it's done when it's done stop bugging me about it uh there is a little novella i forget the name of it but it's about ori that one's pretty good doesn't really relate to the story that much um but uh yeah the name of the novella is the slow regard of silent things right yeah and would you recommend that one uh it's very different from the other books uh it doesn't relate that much to the story it's a very interesting book i would say if you like kvoth but don't like the kind of books that are just kind of about realism and not, don't have much like plot that it is definitely not a fantasy book it's very interesting though i would recommend you at least try even if you've never read uh the king killer chronicles so last thing what was the distinction that you made again between high and low would we define that again i found it interesting uh, well, the way I kind of think of it, I'm not sure if this is like how everyone thinks of it, is that high fantasy is kind of a story that is completely alien from like Earth, for example. Like there's this whole new continent and there's dragons and there's magic and everyone just kind of accepts that fact. It's very different from this person has superpowers so they have to hide it from everyone in this normal world. Mm. Nathaniel, should the listeners read the King Killer, Chron King Killer Chronicles before they die, and if so, why? Uh, I would say you should definitely at least try it. You might not like it, but it just in the case that you do like, you should definitely read it. It it uh, is very it's it's a page turn, even though not not a lot happens. Um, yeah, I definitely think you should read it. It is a very good book, but it's kind of this kind of thing where a lot of people might not like it just because it's not the kind of books that they read. I hear you. I'd recommend it too. Um, as I mentioned, it's not the most action-packed book in the world. It's also not um, the most, you know, it's not the most poetic book in the world. Yet I find myself crushing it constantly, and uh, I want to read book three as soon as it comes out. I would also say, as a, as a parent, uh, this has been Nate recommends a lot of books to me. Some of them I do find YA. No offense, you're only twelve, um, but this one, this one, I, I loved. And it's been a good bonding experience for both of us. So I also have an, I have another friend from work, my friend Joe, who recommended this. He's also a parent, and he also loves this book. But he's a D and D person as well. Do you think there's any tie between this and D and D? Well, I yeah, I am a D and Der. Um, I feel like it D and D kind of has the same idea 
where you could have a story a lot like this. Um, the main difference is that D&D mainly focuses on multiple characters. Yeah, it is It is kind of similar in the way uh, it is in the way that it is described and written and the way that there's this whole fantasy world that slowly expands. I really like that part where you suddenly slowly get to learn more things about the world, not in a way that seems like there are secrets, but just in a way because the book doesn't need them to be mentioned yet. Hmm. Last, last, last thing. I've been lying to you the whole time. What other books do you recommend to the D&D fans out there? Uh, well, I would say uh, a lot of the D there are a lot of D&D fans who actually don't read a lot of books because they just like kind of making their own better. Uh, I would say books like uh, Stormlight, the Stormlight Archive are very good because it presents this big story. There's a lot of different things happening. Uh, I don't read. I kind of only I don't I'm not that much of a big reader of YA and kids books are kind of only like specific set, kind of high fantasy. Uh, Cosmere books, Cosmere is kind of like a, it's, a, it's by this one writer, Brandon Sanderson. Uh, I don't read a lot of other books, uh, but the Stromlight Archive, I think if you're a D&D &D fan, you'll probably like it. All right, so if you're looking for a fantasy book to read during these 2021 times, and you're tired of sci-fi, and you're tired of the literal dystopia that we have going outside of our own house these days, both Nate and I recommend the King Killer Chronicles, book number one, Name of the Wind, Before You Die. Yeah. Nate, my son, thank you for having, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Bye, y'all.